welcome to I Think We're Pretty Great, a fanfic appreciation podcast. My name is Pearl the Nine, and today I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, my name is Alex Bass. As usual, I'm here to talk to you about all these fics we do. For starters, I'd like to do um, sorry to all of you guys. We didn't have an episode two weeks ago. Uh, you know what we say, that. Our lives sometimes get too stressful. I took a very important personal decision in my life. Pearl has been over the top with her thesis. It was quite hard to do an episode that week. And we're sorry for not doing it, but still, this time, life came over us and just rained all over us and we couldn't do anything but just to take a small break. Yes, I, I also like to apologize about it. It was just everything came together and we seriously couldn't make it. So we just took the week off. We are very sorry, uh, but we'll keep our usual schedule from now on. I hope I have that big test in two weeks, Monday and Tuesday. So I don't know if I'll be able to make an episode for that week because these are going to be two weeks of enormous study for that. We'll just, we'll see. It's, we'll figure something out and if life comes with, to quote Miley Cyrus, like a wrecking ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I, 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 I hope you can forgive me for that, listeners. <laughs> And um, we'll definitely tell you. Yeah, you'll know what will happen. And we'd like to thank the people that are always with us. Hugh, as always, you have been a grand friend to the podcast. And it means a lot what you've done for each and every single episode. Thank you so much. Definitely, Hugh. You are a huge part of this podcast now. Honestly, I just consider you part of the family already. Just with all the reviews you make for us, they're amazing. And they and they help a lot in what we should work on. Like really, they do. Really, I listened to the first episode like this week's, and I was like, "Fuck that editing is horrendous." I should make a remake. Eventually, I will, but I should make a remake of that episode. It's alright. I mean, people see the uh, progression. You know, we we're growing into these whatever this is we'll also like to thank the author of this week's fic insert username it's an amazing fic you should know by now if you read anything about what we uploaded which fic it is and which pairing it is spoilers lapidot it was our time so this is a very beloved fic by the fans i've heard a ton of People say that it's their favorite fic, so that puts kind of pressure in my my like shoulders to, to make a great episode about it. But I hope you, you all can enjoy it. it it's a, a very good fic. It's a great fic. It touches upon some very good themes that are very relatable and just are amazing. I think it's one of the fics with the most... Uh, kudos on AO3. Fifth or even. sixth in the Lapita tag. It's very high. Very high, Ab. It's very amazing. Speaking of people who said that this fic is their favorite, we also like to thank Alice 
for all the wonderful job she does uh, with the podcast blog and the bumps and all the little posts promoting us. That's all her. I'd like to add a special thanks to Alice because when we are tired and when it's hard to keep going on, she's the one that always pushes us up in some way. And it's not just what she does for the podcast, like in the blog anymore. She's a great friend and she always finds a way to, to give, for at least me, more energy to keep doing this. So thanks very much for everything you do in and out of the blog as a friend. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, and you can find that said blog at I think we're not for great There you can find our SoundCloud, iTunes, Teacher, TuneIn. You can find all the links that you'll need. You can find also a link. The RSS feed, don't forget that. Some yeah, people so some really people like really that. use it. I, I don't know how. Like, you could go there and leave me an ass explaining me how you use it. Like, uh, hands down, I, I may be the, the one that edits this and the tech savvy of all three in some ways, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know I how no you idea. use it, so please, if you, if you do, drop me an ask, please. I really want to understand. There you can also... Fu- yeah, I, I, have no, I have no idea. I just have iTunes on my phone, and I press play on the podcast I listen to. That's true. Uh, you can also find a link to our coffee page. Seriously, guys, we'll keep doing this, even what, what with what we had last week. It was out of our control. We were very, very tired, and... It was really hard to do. But we want to keep doing this. Uh, even with that, your help will mean the world to us. Anything you can drop us. We really appreciate everything you've done for us. Just to even listen to us and reblog or post and all that. That means a lot. And if you could help us a little bit with the coffee. Right now we're paying out of pocket for SoundCloud. But if you could just help us out a little bit. It would mean the world to us, seriously. Just enough to pay for a month of SoundCloud and we're off. Eternally grateful for everything. And onto the story. Pearl, my dear friend, can you give us a little summary? Of course. Um, I've just resigned to my fate. Uh... You, 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 when you say you're resigned to your fate, you sound such like Saligrism. Fun fact, I've been making a rewatch, recent maybe, of Ars Paradoxica lately, in the bus. You are still Saligrism. Are you sure you... I'm still... Okay, listeners, please go and listen to Ars Paradoxica. It's a great time-traveling podcast, very nerdy. Are you sure you're not from 20... Not as far as I know. I was born in 1995. Uh, me too, so... And please, please, even just look it up on YouTube. Because Alex is convinced that I sound just like the protagonist Sally Grissom. I'm like, I don't really see it, but... Yeah, you do. You do. Fun fact, guys. Like, one of the catchphrases of the post in the first season is, my name is Sally Grissom, and I think I accidentally invented time travel. And the first time we talk, I asked Pearl to say that. It was amazing. I still have a recording of that. You have a... I don't remember. Do you remember one that we did it in a podcast session? Oh, yes. I remember that. I still have that recording. 
So we could compare someday. <laughs> Anyways, can you give us the little summary? Yes, this is the story of just a young peridot that comes to uh, America or the United States uh, to have a an exchange program for a year. And there she meets a lot of friends that teach her different things about just acceptance and diversity and all that gay stuff. And herself, by the way. But yeah, all, all the gay stuff. We're fueled by the gay stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure all the uh, fics we've ever talked about in this podcast are very gay. I'd said that just one hasn't been very gay, the one about time traveling rose that wasn't gay. Like it, it had gay subtext. I think that's the less gay we've had. But yeah, we're we're pretty. Oh fuck! I just remembered the edit from Alice. I think we're pretty great gay. So Alice gave us a um, an alternative logo for our show. That instead of I think we're not pretty great, it was I think we're pretty gay, all in yeah. rainbows. I I think she nailed it on the head with it. But let's go. The first episode is literally just period coming to America as an exchange student. We see her coming here, presenting people presenting themselves, and from the start we have very strong. Character building for Peridot. She, in her actions, is a very insecure person. In some ways, she looks and she's very important about how she looks to the others, like her image to others. But inside, she's always almost freaking out, thinking and overthinking every single detail. For example, what to say, what to do, how to say it. So it's it's a very short episode that just gives you like the idea the vice idea but the way it builds on the characters and the little quirks we'll see especially of peridot through the whole fic which is the trip that we follow it's very good in how it builds this character this very complex character that will go and we actually want to root i mean peridot as it stands uh she is a very insecure girl that has all this burden of what it is expected of her. And she's always been inside this bubble that even from the first chapter you can see that she's never known anything else other than, well, this is a status quo and I just need to get this change over so I can go back home and be as successful as my family wants me to be. And just, just this transformation she goes through is quite beautiful i'd say yeah and it feels very natural so it's very important how it starts to build the character of peridot especially with the second episode where she's forced in a way to go to a dinner with every exchange student and talk and they talk about clubs and they talk about what they like and everything and we start to see small details that give you some insight into peridot for example peridot comes from russia and the homosexual theme, it's very important for her. The, all the gay spectrum. And she feels left out about it. But from the very first episode, she has a different consideration for Lapis, Lapis's character and Lapis as a person. 
she mentions it a lot more and the details that she has when she sees her when she sees her react or say something are very telling of her having uh, of her finding her beautiful or something because it's different for Lapis than any other character and I love how you can see how Peridot starts from the beginning to feel conflicted and different about Lapis over any other character that there is. Well, there, there's definitely a connection from the beginning. I mean, their interactions are always very friendly, but they're markedly different. It's not, I wouldn't say even sexual tension or anything, just that there, there is a special interest, maybe. There is something in there that from the beginning exists and you can see... Oh, oh but Peridot is completely oblivious. But the way that's written, it gives you that obliviousness from Peridot. Like, you, you can see it happening without a problem. And, and you can notice that Peridot noticed that it happens a bit. But she's also oblivious. She doesn't understand what's happening. So, since she wants to... I mean, part of it is her not understanding what is happening. And another part is her just not wanting to... Just this huge thing that's going on inside of her just changes everything for her. It's a game changer. So she just really doesn't want to accept these growing feelings she has for Lapis. And, and they keep growing. Next episode, they t she talks with Lapis and Blue Pearl in the pool. They share numbers. And you can see... And, and, and that's what I like about this episode. You can see that it's a three-way talk conversation. Blue Pearl talks, everything. But when it comes to Lapis, the way Peridot perceives this is very much detailed. So many details, so many small things that aren't present where, when Blue Pearl talks. So it's quite small, but it allows you an insight into Peridot's character that that's a thing I've been praising since we started this, this episode, but it's my favorite thing about this fic. The way that it's built from the beginning and very, very sub subtlety, which very much subtlety. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very good. And it's their relationship just grows organically. It's never sure there's a lot of subtlety, but they're still building up. It's just... You feel that there's something coming. And and things come at uh, the quite fast pace. For example, next episode, Peridot has to go to sign for the club. And the streaming club that she wants to sign in is just in front of the Spectrum Club. The Spectrum Club is referring to all the people in the gay spectrum. And after singing, uh, Lapis comes to Peridot and she talks to her about it. And she offers her a pin. And Peridot feels like she has to take it. Like, uh, uh, and Peridot talks a lot in her dialogue about this is a formality she's doing. It's it's the formality should make me take it. Like, this is what I have to do. She she makes some questions to check, like the waters that of she's doing it because I care to her or because she should do. Uh, and Peridot's very insecure while Lapis goes to talk to her. And she takes a pin, and then she overthinks all about this. She should throw it up, she should keep it, she should do so many things. And just when she's in the crux of it, Lapis comes and tell her, tells her, 
oh, I didn't knew what it meant to you. I'm, I'm sorry if I make you feel uncomfortable. You, you, you are a friend and you matter to me. So, so it demolishes this idea that Toriel has that all the, that Lapis did was just formality. And it also presents this, slide, this side of Lapis that's very aware of what people feel, but at the same time does things in instinct. Still, the way they present their societies, the way they present the way how um, uh, Russian people and Lapis being also exchange students, she's from Spain. Um, I'm not saying that this is actual reality, but just the way the, the fic presents the different ways that people from different countries, different cultures, uh, perceive just the whole LGBT spectrum is just quite uh, quite impressive. Just the way that it was so natural for Lapis to just give her the pen and not think about it anymore. And the internal struggle that caused within Peridot was pretty great because Peridot, sure, it's just being polite is this, it's questioning everything. Is this being polite? Is this mean something? Does this mean that I, I could be affiliated with this? And her internal crisis, sure, it's just, just the beginning. It's and how, how she's breaking from all this prejudice and all, and just learning bit by bit that maybe this is okay, maybe just there's something inside of her that says this feels good. And Lapis, while being very attuned with everybody around her, just sensing that there's something wrong with uh, Peridot and just relieving her the way she can. Yeah, by giving her this, but also telling her, I'm sorry, I didn't want to feel, or didn't want to make you feel comfortable or bad. And this is the point where we'd like to put a spoiler alert. But if you want to see how these whole relationships develops, go read the fic. We're going to leave it in the descriptions every week. Exactly. And if you want to get spoiled, you can always come back to the fluff to hang scale uh, this week because we have a lapidod. We go back to the original fluff to hang scale where number one is beta, the fluffiest, to ten, raising the barn. I just very much I'm looking forward to the time we have to change the fluffiest because you know them them being reunited after just the fight with blue and yellow diamond I'm sure there's some potential for fluff there that I am waiting for so keeping my fingers crossed there there's so much of what I write about that before the episodes come out and I don't have any time, but I will have it in two weeks, and I will write like a madman, believe me. Anyways, coming back to the fic, they have a second dinner all together, Peridot decides to go again. She meets a new character, she meets Garnet, she gets some Facebook notifications, she makes these people Facebook friends, and I love the detail at the end of the episode where Garnet Garnet adds Peridot and Peridot reads the Facebook notification that Garnet posted. I met a new friend today and Peridot is surprised and happy that someone referred to her She's as so a friend. Uh, and that's, oh, that, that's hard to say but that's relatable as fuck. She was so happy and I was so happy with her because I've been in that position. 
No, it, it is great. I mean, when you're all alone, just outside your home. I mean, I've been in I've been in an exchange program before, and when you just get out of your comfort zone, go somewhere where you don't really know anybody else, and you get to use all the interpersonal skills you got and don't have uh, to just try to make friends, try to make connections, try to not feel alone. You can just make friends with some unusual people that probably if you were to meet in a regular setting, you wouldn't have never talked to. And those friendships are pretty strong, I'd say, because they, you get to know people when they're just raw and alone and a lot more vulnerable than usual and just you're scaring me to pursue uh, an exchange program in the future oh i love it i loved it i a hundred percent recommend it just for everything you get to know all the people you get to see to talk to the new experiences you have um it's just amazing it's hard as fuck but amazing. Canada, here I go someday in the future, I hope. <laughs> Anyways, the next episode, we meet Rose Schwartz. Period has to go to a meeting with her. And what strikes me the most about this episode and what I love about it, it's that Rose is a very affable person that asks Period literally how she's feeling about uh, what she likes, what she dislikes, and Period is very taken aback by that position. Like, she's not used to that, she was not ready for that at all, and, and I love how she senses that Rose can know that something behind that that's going on for her. You, 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 you get the feeling from the very beginning when Rose appears that one, she's going to be a very important person in Period's life, and, and second, She's a very perceptive woman. I mean, I still don't like Rose, but she's pretty good in this fic. Yeah, yeah. I, I must say, as much as I dislike Rose, this is the this is one of the fics where I like her as a character. Uh, and uh, the change starts going forwards. She talks with our classmate Jenny, Jenny, and uh, they talk about like I forgot the word. I forgot the word. They talk about model stuff and how do you say this? I, I I'll remember it in the less appropriate moment. What do you want to say? It's moda in English, and I can't Fashion? remember it. Fashion. Yeah, that that's the fucking word. Anyways, they talk about fashion and everything, and she decides to give her a gift. Like literally, she takes a purse that she was forced to take to America. And she gives her to Jenny. It doesn't matter how expensive it was at all. And that's the first like noticeable change from the period that she was before traveling and the period that she is now. Yeah, it is very good to notice that uh, this family that she has, this very controlling and restricting family, it's also loaded. They have just a lot of money, like a lot, a lot of money. I think... It is mentioned in some chapter that they are on the diamond business. They mine diamonds and just... She has a lot of money. She tons of money. 
she 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 even says to Steven in the future that it doesn't matter if she buys it all, like she feels like money is not going to run out anyways. Yeah, and and this this is quite important because also a condition for her to get all that money is that she behaves in the way that it is expected, that she meets all the expectations that her parents had put on her, which her especially her mother and that will come into play later on and we see some swimming club interactions we see Peridot interacting with Sadie and Blue Pearl and Lapis and how they act together Sapphire as a teacher and later on we see a sick Peridot and who decides to take her into her room and take care of her but Lapis and it's very sweet very slow building and it feels like cozy it, it 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 very much feels like familiar like caring and uh, and it's sweet so very sweet oh, very sweet just the way they're comfortable together the way they're close and it's just mm. it's it, it it starts to build the like the next step of the relationship Especially with Garnet in the next episode that takes Peridot after dinner and tells her, Oh, hey, I know you, you're feeling uncomfortable with us. You are the only one at the table that's not on the Spectrum Club. We don't want that to be a barrier between us at all. And Peridot comes with her fears of being homophobic. And Garnet tells her, you're... you're not homophobic at all you you're not used to be with gay people but that's understandable like but 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 you don't hate us like you are our friend and we don't want you to be uncomfortable and and it feels very natural and it builds to the next step that it's the spectrum club having a valentine's party and period doesn't go and she discovers that they had a surprise for her so she decides to buy them all surprises and go to buy some chocolate for everyone. But she doesn't has yeah. She she goes over the top. She doesn't know how to interact with people all that much. So she just buys everything and makes the grand gestures, and everybody's a bit confused. But like a for effort. Yeah, a for effort. But but she's so sweet. She calls Rose because she doesn't has how to go there. There she meets Steven, and she goes to buy the chocolate, and Rose gives her some ideas, but Peridot has very carefully noticed what everyone likes. So she says, this is for Lapis, this is for Jasper, this is for Blooper, this is for Amethyst. And it's amazing to see how this character that we've seen panic so much in situations where she has to interact with other people has almost like written a way of understanding them by what they like so she gets well she's she's pretty observant she she actually cares about these people and all the skills she's picked up on her life where you have to stay there you have to be quiet you have to keep your eyes open all of that is just now come into play in a much more healthy way when she's just trying to reach out and trying to be friends with the with people just in a new way in a way that they don't that they don't specifically want anything from her yeah just being so she gets the gifts she meets steven she makes this commentary about buying everything and then she goes 
to dinner because everyone should be there and there's no one. Then she calls Lapis. She learns that Lapis is in the pool, but she sounds very sad. She calls Amethyst and then she discovers that Lapis was followed to the bathroom by a guy. Jasper chased the guy after and then she gets to the pool and they talk and they talk a lot. They learn about Lapis's past, about the ex she had, that it was a very loaded money person too but she changed with expectations she's in some ways the future that period could have followed if she didn't change she didn't chose to change and that person keeps stalking lapis so the stalker that came to the bathroom too it does has more emotional connection to lapis to make her this sad this hurt and this afraid and they talk about the exes and they talk about the past for Lapis and they hug, they, they hug and Period gives her her gift and Lapis makes a crown out of the flowers she had to give everyone and they both look silly and they are very very cute together and Period decides to take her her clothes for Lapis to wear because it's getting cold and she's rushing and she's used to this cold weather and the end of the episode is very cool, like, period watching Lapis, like, receive a snowflake in her hand and thinking that she wants to hold that hand. And we finally see that period slightly admitting the feelings that she has been building for Lapis. I mean, it's definitely a first step. She's far from actually accepting it. She still has all of this baggage on her, just... And she is coming to terms with everything but just it takes a while you, and it would take a long while to, to get to it but finally for the first time she can say to her that I want to hold that hand and she doesn't completely know what all of that means but it's a silent plea of finally accepting just a, the tip of what the changes are meaning to her and they keep building from a snowball fight they had the day after. They keep bonding. They have activities. Each day go into a different room. The day that they go to Lapis's room, Period falls asleep. And Lapis wakes her up even after everyone left. And she takes Period to her room. And all these interactions are very cute. They are kind of flirty. For example, you know, Lapis tells Peridot the ammo. And she makes an excuse to say, oh, it was the last thing, last thing my mom told me. But you can see that there's more subtext to that. And by, by the way, for those that don't know and don't, start, don't speak Spanish, te amo, it's one of the two ways you can say I love you in Spanish. And it usually holds a more romantic meaning than, than the other way to say it. So, yeah. There, there's a lot that they start to say and do and how their interactions start to go so you can see a crescent crush building from both sides slowly surely and these interactions feels like the culmination of this i mean it's it's just such a sweet slow and you know pretty scared first relationship it's just them trying to connect and Lapis being flirty at all, but she knows she's playing with fire right now. And so it's it's very restrained and just 
and those little moments that just shine through are, are pretty beautiful, gotta say. Yeah, and in, in it's starting to, to keep going on. For example, they have midterms and they decide to go on vacations, and we take a break from all these lapis and period relationship things that they have been building up, and she has to get clothes for this vacation, so she goes buy clothes with who she can ask to... She goes with Rose. And this is one of my favorite episodes of the fic because how natural and how honest it feels Perida destroying herself for buying clothes. She has so many struggles with who she is, what she should do, and how she sees herself physically and mentally that it's so hard for her to choose that she resorts to asking Rose after being very, very harsh with herself. It feels painful, really. The, when you read it, you can feel her struggle and her anguish and, and her pain when she has to come out to Rose and, and ask, for her, ask, for, ask her for help. And it's a great moment, but I can tell you that if you haven't read it yet, it's going to be painful to read because you 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 don't want period to feel like that, but she, but she cannot but help it, and it builds it it keep building this all these changes this period has to go through and it's going through, and it's such a good episode. It's, it's part of her healing process. I mean, again, when you're having all these expectations, those expectations can be manifested through different areas in your life and well it was only a matter of time till her self her self image and body issues just would come to the surface because if you have these role models that have to be pretty have to be skinny have to be just it's impossible for everybody to just have that body and just it's expected from you and just having someone there that tells you hey it's okay you're still beautiful you can still be loved you can still wear a bikini if you want to it's what Perida needed she needed a maternal figure there that would cuddle her and tell her everything's going to be all right and she found that in Rose. I, I can feel your pain when you say it finds that in Rose. Well, yes. Anyways, she buys alcohol for the trip. That's going to be her own demise because the next day, a drunk lapis. Well, demise. The I mean... the demise in a way for 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 a few hours, for example. Drunk lapis that has to. Everything ended up well. Yeah, has to clean her face and period takes her, and they talk and have a very sweet moment, and lapis is overwhelmed by the alcohol, by, by the need, by the by her feelings, and she kisses Peridot in the cheek, and Peridot freaks out, completely freaks out, Garnet takes control of the situation, she calms Lapis, and when everyone is looking at Peridot, she can do anything else but what she has always do, and she runs away. I mean, it, it's just everything just coming to a halt, just her finally realizing well this is happening 
I cannot just turn a blind eye to it anymore. I have to face it, and I want to, so I'll just run away, which, you know, relatable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> completely. I don't want to face this, which isn't the healthiest option, but uh, she just goes off and has to put some distance between this, just has to put her mind to it and just figure everything out. And until she does it, just has to come back again. Um, to, to put her mind on ease and to talk about it, she can just come to her new maternal figure. She goes to Rose's home and she's accepted into it. She talks about the feelings that she's building for Lapis that she actually wanted to, to kiss her back. And she talks about her family and how controlling it is and how hard it is. And they are actually billion billion billionaires but but she can't do it she talks about this arranged marriage that she has and she talks about her own feelings about this she she makes very bold statements that show how she has changed since the beginning of the fic i mean in in the beginning her her arranged marriage were like okay yeah yeah it's it's something i have to go through it's just what it's expected and just I'll, I'll do it. It's just one more chore in the path to becoming the heir of the family. But she's just realizing that there's so much more from her out there and just Lapis represents this whole new side of her life that she never even thought possible. And it's fucking scary to her. But just... She, she, she pulls through slowly, she talks to Rose and Greg, and then she talks to Steven, and then when she goes back home, she talks with Garnet, and Garnet tells her, hey, you have to take, stop, you have to take therapy for this, you've been told your whole life that what you are is wrong, it's a mistake, you are dealing with a very controlling mother, you are dealing with a... Uh, person that literally you had to beg for in America, you're dealing with an arranged marriage, you're dealing with so much, you, you cannot go through this alone, you need therapy. And then she goes and talks to Lapis, and it feels very awkward for Perdido to have that conversation, she doesn't know what to say until she just says it, uh, and... It's a hopeful finish of an episode for for what happened before, but you can see laid out all these struggles that Peridot will have to go through to be finally happy with herself. Yeah, it, it's not that Lapis magically healed her, it just uh, doesn't happen like that. She's still coming to terms with her feelings now, she's still coming to terms with uh, something that she's been told her whole life that is disgusting and just unnatural and have to, has to be controlled and maybe even eradicated. And just comes here comes Lapis, this uh, representation of everything she's fighting against just sweeps her off her feet and makes her fall in love with her and just it's pretty, pretty sappy. And I like it a lot. Yeah, you're the biggest sub I've ever met. That is not true. You meet, you've met Alice. I've met you too. Like, you both are pretty sappy. 
Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. I'd say you're more happy than her. Not true, dude. Not true. That is seriously not true. Anyways, they have a bonfire the next day. Perida talks to Ruby, which was which is Russian, and she left Russia to be with Sapphire. And they talk about it. Uh, they sing Rose Arrives with Greg and Steven, and they sing songs and they do all this stuff and when things get too hard for her she just leaves and who comes but Lapis to make make her company to make her feel better and they finally give each other the first kiss and it's such a sweet moment that oh believe me it's so so good it, I, I just love love this episode it's, it's very very good and things start to go very very long now and what I can say is that things start to become what I love in some fics and I hate in others that is that very little things happen in very long episodes so we get very detailed detailed domestic life interest into the characters for example we get Peridot making Mr. PC with some flirting with Lapis that's there. We get the first session of therapy where Peridot presents the first things. And then we get Lapis and Peridot making out. That's a lot of the episode. Can just be resumed by that. But it does have has a lot of moments that are sweet in their own ways. And the next episode is the same. We see half of a therapy session of Peridot talking about her body image. That turns out into having sex with Lapis through that. And we get some backstory that Blue Pearl has to leave because her exchange program was only 8 months instead of 12. And we start getting details about how this story is going to come out. But most of the episodes now are literally the, the, the continuation of the things that are happening. Which I love. I, I love the scripting long pieces, believe me. But sometimes... Especially for the podcast. It's hard to say that episodes just are like a make-out session without making you reader say, oh, I should read that much. Yes, you definitely should. They are long, they are well-written, they are amazing. But the only thing that happens is literally they make out and the next one is just a bit of a therapy session and they go to get sex. Get sex, they, they have sex together have sex fuck i suck at english today what the fuck anyways they are amazing they are long they are well written as i said so go read them but there's nothing much happening there yeah i went on a long rant for very detailed pieces it's all right it's all right this come on you i cannot tell you anything i've gone on way longer rants about just uh, Rose. Yeah, mostly. And Pearl. And Pearl. Yeah, and Pearl. And, by the way, I'm not making a rant because I hate them. The, my, my favorite writer is a Colombian writer called Gabriel Garcia Marquez that literally writes very long descriptive pieces that are so good that once I could close my eyes and smell the soup that she, he was describing. So, yes. Please give me more long descriptive pieces of one just just one action. 
is what I love in reading, but for the podcast making part of me that says, oh yeah, I have to talk about what happened in this episode, it was just therapy and sex. And I don't have much content to add to that. I mean, you get what they tell you. Yeah, nothing more. Next episode, we see, we have a conversation with Peridot and Garnet, and they talk about how Peridot's getting more and more comfortable, comfortable with her relationship, that she has some slight bruises around her neck. Lapis too, so Garnet is a little bit smug, you can feel it by the words she uses. And we discover that Garnet has a crutch for Pearl, but she cannot do anything about it yet. So they, they keep going with it, and it's very fun to see how Garnet's leaning on Peridot for these secrets. Uh, Peridot gets some plane tickets for Blue Pearl to come to the 4th of July because she wanted to celebrate with her. And Peridot finally ends things with this arranged marriage. Marriage with help from Rose and with help from her therapist. And then she cries in Garnet's arms because it's too much for her. And it really is. It's hard and it's a lot. But she did that step of finishing things off. I mean, again, she's just in this... She, her process is very slow, and I very much appreciate that. The way she changes, and the way she learns how to stand up for what she wants, still a lot on her. Just, it is not relief, it's just anguish and, and just fear after what she's done. But she's also happy, because now she can live happily ever after with Lapis. And just, it's gonna be hard, but you know. It, it will be hard, but but she can do it. Also, it's worth noting that Garnet has a secret crush on uh, our Pearl, not Blue yeah, Pearl. Yeah, yeah, she has a secret crush in Pearl, not Blue. Pearl is a very minor character. If not, you will hear my very good co-host and friend talk a lot more about her. She's not there all that much, which is fine. I still like Pearlnet. Because, you know, multi-shipper. But, yeah, not not the focal point here. Yeah, and next episode, we cut to them having sex again. Fun stuff for uh, podcast making. But next morning, they are wake up by Amethyst calling them. Game marriage is finally accepted. They go into Garnet's home for a party. They see Robbie proposing to Sapphire. They have the party, and in the party, Amethyst takes a picture of Lapis and Peridot together with her. And Peridot is surprised by how much she has changed in, in this whole deal and in this whole time. She, she says that she looked like someone that will be a part of the Spectrum Club on those first days. She, she looks completely different from who she was, and she feels so happy of who she is now. It's worth noting that this fic was being written when the uh, Supreme Court decision came out that uh, gay marriage was finally legalized in all states. And the the way the characters react to it just 
euphoric and happy. It's pretty sure when most of the people from the LGBT community reacted when the Supreme Court said the ruling. I mean, just years and years of oppression that's not going to go away just by that, but it's such a great first step that it's just the, the euphoria everybody felt that in uh, that time. Just, it's very nicely reflected on the party, and I love that nothing bad immediately happens in that chapter, just everybody basking on that happiness. Just Yeah, anyway. but... but... Good things don't last forever. Oh. And the next morning, Periods woke up by a call again. It's her mother. She has seen these pictures in Facebook. And she's furious. She literally tells Periods, I'm going to disown you if you don't come back. And Periods faced with the choice for her future, literally. She was not ready for that. She talks about how much she was expecting to have help from Rose and from her therapist and she was going to do this slowly but she doesn't have that anymore. She has to choose and she decides that being this free, being this person, being this period that has changed so much alongside everyone else in this year, this is the person she wants to be. So she sends her mom fuck away and she decides that I don't I, I, I will be here and it's a very harsh hard episode especially with the start of the next episode when, when you can see period depression and slowly you unravel all the things that happened to her literally papers that told her you, you don't even have a last name now it's hard harsh it's painful it's very, very painful. But she's still secure about her choice. She knows she did the right thing, even though it hurts. And she's just starting this new life with Rose and Greg and Steven and all of them. It's just, it's very nice. Yeah. And in the next episode, we see Perla's depression before the graduation. She gets some gifts from everyone the day before. And between those gifts... Can you tell us what Rose and Greg and Steven gave her? They gave her the adoption papers. They officially adopted her and she is part of a family now. So this maternal figure that she had been building up through the whole thing literally becomes her mother. And she finally has a true mother and a father. And she goes into the graduation as period Rose period rose quartz and and it's amazing and it's sweet and it builds up to a kind of epilogue that we usually don't talk but it's in the final episode so I have to talk about it where she's a few months later waiting for Lapis on the airport and as soon as she sees Lapis she proposes to her and the fic finalizes with Lapis accepting her marriage proposal and very very small but cute and sweet details, for example, brutal conversations with Lapis' parents about what she should give her as a ring or everything else. It's a sweet, sweet ending. It, it ends on a high note. There's also an epilogue that we won't talk about, just them a few years later, that it's very, very sweet. Just more fluff 
and sugar to your diet. Yeah, yeah, there's some more fluff and sugar. And there's another fig made by the same creator about these characters in a few more years. That's not so sweet, but it's very good. I haven't read that, actually. I didn't know it existed. You shouldn't yet. When you're free from stress, you should read it. I'm going to tell you what it is about after the podcast, because I don't want to spoil everyone else. So before that, can we go to the Fluff Twang scale? Where would you place this fic on it, my friend? I think I'd place it on a six. Because, you know, it's it's hard. It's Peridot's journey. It's just, I, I wouldn't even call it a Lapidot fic. It's mostly just a Peridot story. Which is, it's hard and sad and difficult, but it's it's also a uh, a coming of age story for her. She's just learning and growing and coming into her own, and it's hard and it's difficult and she hurts, but at the end of the day, she made the right choices all along, and this is the best case scenario, and she is happy. And that just, just for that, it's it's a solid six for me. I will say a five. It is very, 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 very angsty at moments, but the fluff that you have in the middle of it, and how it's written, and how it hits you in the heart over and over and over again with small things over and over again, it's so so amazing. I mean, when, when, when Lapis has to go back home to Spain and Peridot is there at the airport promising that they'll talk still and that they can make it work, it's just, oh god. Yeah, it's such, such a good fic. Like, yeah, a 5, 5.5, 5. 5, a 6. I, I agree. I, I don't have anything else to add to that. So we conclude that this week's episode... And as you can see us, we are a very couple of tired co-hosts that has a lot, lot, lot to do and they are very stressed by what you can see, the lack of episodes two weeks ago. So where can people find you on the internet, my dear from Pearl? Well, people can find me on the internet at, at youngclosetedlesbian.tumblr.com. You can also find me at AO3 and Twitter on, uh, well, at Pearl the Night. And yes, eventually I'll start writing again. Not this year, probably. I have to hand in my theses on December 27th. Maybe after that you'll get something. I mean, you're writing. You're not writing for your fix for now, but you're writing. I am writing. I finished chapter two of my thesis. I'm so proud of you. Oh, by the way, guys, I saw Pearl this last month, month since the last Oh, episode. yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We saw each other for like two minutes because she had to go to a very important meeting. <laughs> yeah, I had a trip to uh, where Alex lives and we just, I, I went to the south and just, I quickly saw him. Just, I couldn't stay longer because... I, I was in a an academic academic um, trip, but it, it was pretty nice to see my friend. Yeah, like 
you know, I, I will take the time of the world to go there and wait for you. Like soon as I as soon as I found your room, I it was like okay, they are in lunch. I will not move from here until I see her, and even if it's two minutes, it's worth it. And I saw her, and then I went away to stop. But it was that's very a life. And I forgot I forgot that I have a I had a gift for you, but I don't think it was the best moment to give it to you. It's alright, dude. So Alex, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me as AlexBuzz01 everywhere, on Tumblr, on AO3, on Twitter. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I have a very big tree test in two weeks. So I don't know if I'll be in the next episode of the podcast. It's probable that I won't. And after that, I'll have some more time to give up to this orgy urges of writing so much for you guys i have so many ideas that i have a notebook with typed out what what i want to do so prepare for having a few one shots two three episode stories they're going to be fun and i hope you'd like but you have to give me at least two to three weeks to get my bearings after that very hard test and before we go, you can find us on, I think we're not pretty great.tumblr.com, where you will find links to everything we do. Our SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, our RSS feed. And again, if you know how they, it works, send me an ask. I want to understand it. You can also find links to our coffee, which is something you can do for us. We won't stop the, doing the podcast if you don't donate to us but it really means a lot we're just going to use it to pay for soundcloud and thank you so much guys for being here and sorry about last episode but very very much thank you yeah we're we're very very sorry but thank you so much take care guys goodbye bye